Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Lost Podcast. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. This week, we're coming to you with episode number 41, where we will be doing a summer review of season one, uh, episode 13, Hearts and Minds, which is a... Boone-centric episode. Yes. However, For a while, I called it Boone and Shannon, but it is well, actually... Yeah, but it, uh, in yes. a way, it is kind of Boone and Shannon. It is, but... And Locke. Locke drives me crazy. Anyway, it's um, it's, um, it's mainly just Boone because they're getting ready to kill him. <laughs> oh yes, this is we're getting ready to kill Boone episode. They did one for Anna. They did one for Boone. And anyway, we want to talk to you just real briefly about the format of our show. We're going to touch on a little bit of a character analysis after we do a audio recap. We'll, and then we'll go into exploring the mystery, which is Cliff's favorite part. Absolutely. And, of course, we have a lot of listener feedback this week. Tons of it, actually. So we're very excited about that. And first, we have a little message. This week's podcast is being sponsored by... Virginia Justice with Soulmate.com. You know, more and more people are finding their soulmate online these days, Stephanie. Absolutely. We even have a few friends who have found their special someones online and are happily married today. It's a different changing world and the way people meet are different these days. And so we want to thank Virginia Justice uh, for the sponsorship of our podcast. And because of that, we want to make sure that people who are interested in the online dating service that, that she's sponsoring us with, uh, we want to ask you not to go directly to soulmate.com but so that she will get the recognition and get the full benefit from her sponsorship, we're going to ask you to go to our website at generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the banner that says Soulmate. And the reason is is because that's going to take you directly to her section of the website so that if you do sign up for a seven-day free trial, um, if you sign up there, she'll get the credit for that. And of course, again, getting the full benefit of our sponsorship. That That's a really good deal. But I also hear that uh, Soulmate is not as expensive as some of the other similar products out there. That's correct. It's a very small monthly fee. And uh, considering what some of the other big name people charge. And also want to tell you that there are over 3 million people currently subscribed to the service that uh, Soulmate has. And you can sign up, and as soon as you sign up, immediately you have access to emailing individuals who are looking for their soulmates, and you also have the immediate ability to instant message people who uh, go along with what your profile is online. So why don't you go ahead and check that out today, if that's something that might be interesting to you. And again, we want to thank Virginia Justice from Soulmate.com to uh, be able to sponsor today's show. One last thing I do want to mention up on this uh, is that Edith Baker from our Generally Speaking Lost Forum had commented on the fact that I had mentioned that she was sponsoring our podcast. And she wrote this. She says, I can attest that these sites work. She's, Edith says her daughter met her husband and her friend's sister met her husband both with the same online dating service. And then her son turned around and met his girlfriend that he's currently dating 
this way as well. And they seem to be made for each other. That's exactly what she says. Maybe I should hop on that side. Hey, now. <laughs> just, so, just in good fun. So anyway, go ahead and go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the banner for Soulmate and check that site out and see what you think. Thank you, Virginia. All right. Well, that was actually pre-recorded Cliff with pre-recorded Stephanie. You didn't actually sound too bad pre-recorded. Well, I don't sound too bad live either. Of course not. But I mean, it's it's a whole different thing when you're pre-recorded. Yeah, but you ramble much more than I do. Well, you know, the thing is, is pre-recorded Cliff rambles a little bit less. Hey, we're going to jump right... They should hear unrecorded Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to jump right into our audio recap, which was put together by Rem over at 5x5audio.com. 5x5 Audio. Need a professional voice for your website, podcast, PowerPoint, or phone system? Get it done. Get it done. We're 5x5, you know? Get a professional voice working for you. 5x5audio.com. 5x5 Audio. I brought you a present. For helping me with the translations. I didn't have a chance to get it gift wrapped, so... They're actually my size. Well, half a size off, but I swear this place is actually making my feet swell. Another mysterious force on the island revealed. Yo, Boone, question for you, dude. You and Locke are going out hunting boar every day, right? What about him? How come uh, you're not coming back with any? We haven't had fresh pork on a plate in about a week, dude. It's not like they're domesticated animals. Maybe you guys aren't trying hard enough? We're hunting, right? I hope so, because people need food, man. This isn't a game, man. Shannon, what's the matter? Things aren't so good. Where are you? Shannon. Shannon. Just stay out of here. Get the hell away from me. Shannon? What's going on? Uh, all right, Shannon, hang on. Just tell me where you are. I'll come get you. Sydney. Sydney. Australia. Stay away from my sister. For a moment, you seem to be giving me an order. It's just a friendly suggestion. What if I don't? John, people are talking about what we're doing out here every day. Especially since we never come back with anything. You mean bore? Yeah. That glass isn't breaking, and the door's sealed shut. What is that? Stuff in the bolt, what is that? It's for later. So not to be too difficult, but we've been coming here for two days just staring at this thing. Not really sure what we're supposed to be doing. How are we going to open it? Well, that's what we have to figure out. That's why we're sitting here. Looking for Shannon. Who are you? I'm her brother. Boone? What's going on? This isn't really the best time. Brian and I were just on our way out to meet some friends. Why don't you give me a call tomorrow? Yo, Jin! Listen, man, I know you don't like me because it's the urgent thing. Just let me know where you get the fish. Fish! You just said something mean, didn't you? You know, we're going to have to tell them. Tell them what? What we found? You know, they're not going to keep believing that we're coming out here hunting. We never go they're back. They're not ready. They won't understand it. I don't think I understand it. That's the problem. Look, at least... I gotta tell Shannon. Why? What do you mean, why? Because she's my sister. Why do you care about her so much? You don't know her, man. She's smart and she's special in a lot of ways. She's been asking me about this. I can't keep lying to her. You mean you can't keep lying to her, or you can't stand the way she makes you feel because you're lying to her? Both. Whatever. She can keep a secret. Are you sure you want to do this? I gotta get her off my back. She keeps asking me about this. She keeps asking about you. About the whole thing. You sure you've thought through the ramifications? Yes. So be it.
untie me right now. I swear I won't tell anyone about the hatch thing, okay? I promise. I'm doing this, Boone, because it's time for you to let go of some things. Because it's what's best for you. And I promise you're going to thank me for this later. Hey, I, I don't think this is best for me. What is that? An untreated wound out here. I'm going to get infected. You're not going to just leave me here? Whether you stay is up to you. The camp is four miles due west. Which way is west? You'll be able to cut yourself free once you have the proper motivation. Look! When you were saying she's your sister, then why is her name Rutherford and yours Carlisle? Is she married? She was married. Rutherford is her father's name. My parents got married when I was ten, she was eight. So she's your stepsister? That's right. No blood relation. Mr. Carlisle. In the absence of any physical evidence or a direct complaint from, uh... Shannon. Shannon. We can't just go barging into people's apartments. Sadly, we're the police, not the dating police. Brian, we need to talk. Eh? I'm not gonna waste your time and I'm not gonna waste mine. I want you to break up with my sister. What? I want you to end it. Today, right now. Bugger off, nice. What you don't understand, Brian, is that you'll be the third guy I've paid to leave. Go to her house when she's not there, pack your stuff, and never have contact with her again. So you flew all the way over here to bribe me? I'm gonna give you 25,000 US dollars. I love her. How much? My love for her. It's worth closer to 50,000. You know what? Fine. You win, okay? You happy now? Keep your damn fish. I'm out of here. Ow! Who's an idiot? I stepped on a friggin' urchin! Ow! You understand me? You that? You understand infection? Dan Green amputation? You're gonna have to pee on my foot, man. It'll stop the venom. I saw it on TV. Just no, just pee on it, man. You need to pee. Pee on it. Pee on my foot. I'll lose. Just do it. I'll lose my foot if you don't. Just pee. Pee on it. Pee on. No. Shannon, I'm tied up. Can you get over here? Do you have any bags? Anything you want to take? You should No, back. Shannon. We're getting out of this country. Is there anything you want to bring with you? Oh, look at this. Hey, mate, you don't get this yet, do you? What's what? You set me up. This whole thing is a setup. She's just getting what she's owed. She told me your mum screwed Shannon over after her daddy died. Kept all her father's money for herself. Oh, you've done this before, you little bitch. Hey, that's enough. Don't touch me, you low-light piece of... Ryan! Get off of this! Get off of it! How you doing, Charlie? How am I doing? With week two of heroin withdrawal? Or how am I doing with Claire being abducted by the freak who tried to kill me? What do you think his story is? Who? Locke. The guy's a freak of nature. Highly disturbed. Chances are he probably killed all his mates at the post office the day his mum forgot to put a cookie in his lunch tin. That was my first impression, anyway. 
and then he saved my life. So you trust him? No offense, mate, but if there was one person on this island I would put my absolute faith in to save us all, it would be John Locke. Are you sure we're going in the right direction? You don't want to follow me, don't. I wouldn't have to follow you if you weren't best friends with the nutcase who brought us out here. You and Locke weren't hunting where you were doing something else. Haven't we been over this before? You're a horrible liar, Boone. We weren't doing anything. Why are you keeping secrets for this guy? We found something. While we were out looking for Claire, we found this, this piece of metal buried in the jungle. We've been excavating it. That's what we've been doing. A piece of metal? A hatch. Buried in the dirt. Like a door? Yes, yeah, Shannon, that's what a hatch is. I don't know. But I told him I wanted to tell you, and that's when he did this. He's gone. So the player got played. Poetic, don't you think? I knew you'd bring the money. I knew you would. You were drunk. You want to know why? This doesn't really matter, does it? Because you're going to tell me anyway. Because you're in love with me. What? You brought the money because you're in love with me. You show up here plastered. You've always been in love with me. You've always been a self-centered little bitch, but now you're delusional. I've always known it. It killed her! You made it back. That thing killed my sister. It's your fault. You drug her out there. Your sister. Don't play dumb with me. Calm down. She died in my arms. Why is there no blood on you? What the hell? Hell just happened to me out there. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. She was dead. Is that what it made you see? What made me see? The stuff you put on my head. You dragged me. I gave you an experience that I believed was vital to your survival on this island. It wasn't real? It was only as real as you made it. I saw her die. How did you feel when she died? I felt relieved. Yes, time to let go. Lost Character Analysis Wow, what an excellent episode of Lost this was, and so many different things as far as relationships and the character analysis to cover. What do you think about this episode, Stephanie? I thought it was okay. Okay? I thought it was okay. Um, I did like that we learned little bits about each person um, throughout the episode. Like John says that um, he wasn't the most popular kid. And- yeah, that. let's start with John Locke, but stay away from the mystery mysterious John Locke. We'll save that for exploring the mystery. Two things about John Locke. What you just said, I wasn't a very popular uh, boy when I was a kid. I wasn't the most popular kid. I wasn't the most popular kid. Yeah. Which obviously, I believe, has something to do with the way that he um, handled relationships with women. Mm-hmm. Uh, his His issues of wanting attention and love from a father who wanted absolutely nothing to do with him. Uh, definitely some, some issues there of, of, of not feeling, fitting in. Now, I, you know, I can kind of, I can kind of relate to John Locke in a certain way here, as far as I wasn't the most popular kid. And when I was young, I went to a Catholic school 
and I was one out of out of probably only two or three kids in the entire school that was not Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so um, it probably wouldn't have been a huge deal, except for there was mass that you had to attend every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, every morning, the entire school would go to mass. And of course, being in second and through all the way from first through seventh grade, I went every Monday through Friday. And it wasn't really a big deal until after the, I think it was in second grade, where second graders could experience uh, their first communion, Mm -hmm. and then they could regularly go forward and have communion. Well, and then the Catholic Church, anybody who has a Catholic background knows that you cannot partake of the Eucharist unless you are Catholic, baptized Catholic. And, um, of course, I was not. And so, therefore, I became sort of the outcast. Why is it that this guy Cliff in our class never goes... It had nothing to do with the crude material you took to school? No, this was that was way after it. it, it <laughs> that, that's another story for another podcast. But anyway, I, I know what it felt like to be the outcast. You know, I was, I was the one who wasn't allowed to participate in some of the things that they did on a regular basis. And, and it kind of made me feel awkward. Not, that, not necessarily that they made me feel awkward, but I felt awkward. And I think I kind of took that upon myself a little bit. And, and so I felt like I didn't fit in. And I think I withdrew from a lot of social interaction with several people in school. And I grew up in that school. I went there for, for many years. And so uh, to this day, every, occasionally I'll run into some people I went to that elementary Catholic school. And it, it's, it's not the same as, as some other people that I know from my childhood. It, it, it's a completely different experience. When I see them, it's, it's not like, hey, how's it going? We sit down and chat for a while. It's, it's kind of like a, hey, I know you and I remember you. And it's a nod and it's pretty much, there you go. So not being the most popular kid, I completely understand that. And that did have some ramifications for me. Maybe that's why I'm such a computer geek and I like to sit behind a computer all the time. Maybe so. But what's up with John Locke, the clinical psychologist? Well, I I do want to touch on that, and that'll be in Exploring the Mystery. <laughs> so, like, so how did that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> what is, what's that, Dr. Phil? Dr. Locke. Um, the, the only other thing I can think of uh, for John Locke here is a little bit of the history. You know, we, we have this whole thing where I had mentioned uh, with his role-playing game, he goes by the colonel, and I have developed this theory that perhaps maybe he really was a colonel in the military. Well, we learn here in this episode that John Locke was a Weebolo. Now, in the Catholic school that I went to, they had a they had Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts back then and and I had actually become a Weebolo, which is halfway between a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout. So I remember the little Weebolo patch on my uniform. But anyway, I, I'm sorry. I'm just having this little moment where I'm This is not associated. your crazy life. I, I know. This is lost. But no, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm, I, perhaps this is why I'm drawn to, to John Locke. I'm Maybe. seeing so much of my own childhood in, in, in what is obviously a part of his childhood. Maybe. But anyway, that's enough of John Locke because there's enough to talk about him in the Exploring okay. the Mystery. What about Hurley? What do you got for Hurley? I, I know you don't have notes, but in your head, what's, what's buzzing around he in your head? He just cracks me up. 
He just absolutely cracks me up. He gets all of the... I think I think they sit down and they're like, okay, this is where we need the story to go. And everyone else turns it away. So Hurley's... So Jorge get, gets to do these with his character, Hurley. Like the whole, you know, having the bowel movement in the jungle. We know they're all out there doing it. They've been there for three weeks. But Hurley's the one who has to talk about it. Well, yeah, Jack's he steps like, on the urchin and he's like, just pee on my foot. Just, you know, it's like nobody else would, would go there. Yeah. Well, the, I like the the whole. You're not eating those, are you? He says, "Yeah, uh, no, no, these are for something else." <laughs> gotta go. Is that yeah? <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, so yeah, Hurley, comic relief, definitely. He that's one of the things that I think has been necessary in this show is to kind of to to break up some of the drama and give some lighthearted moments to it. And, and Jorge Garcia's character has always done that for us. And and it's and it's something that I hope will remain forever. But he still has. I mean, he has. I think one of the reasons that he is my favorite is because he has so many different layers to him. Yes. Like, yes, he is the comic relief, but you've also seen him be very caring and sensitive. You've also seen him... Very organized. Know, organized, and you've also seen him tackling, sorry, I mean, fighting for, for himself, standing up for himself. You know, you, somebody can only be called State Puff so many times before they lose their mind. Oh yeah, well, I remember you he know. beat the crap out he, of Sawyer. He that was awesome. He also was he right. also went up and negotiated with Sawyer. He's like, listen, yes, he man, you could do this. Yeah, there is so much <laughs> Dude, to Hurley. You need the points. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you can use some points. Um, the thing I got so there's here. There's so many layers to him. That's why one, he's one of my favorites. Hurley says that Jin's got something against him. He's talking to Jack and he's like, listen, man. This gen- the dude can hold a grudge. The dude can hold a grudge. Now, that sounds like, you know, I, two things. Either Hurley's really onto something with him, you know, and the fact that he really can hold a grudge, and that's supposed to be a foreshadowing of things to come with uh, when Jen finds out that Michael's the father of his baby. But Jen and Michael... <laughs> Just totally Jen kidding Mi- there. Jen and Michael, at the end of season two... Are cool. Are cool because but season they did the three whole when my, when they bring Michael Michael's back not on season three. when they bring Michael back and show you're ruining it for me. Okay, I'm still excited about season three. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ruin it for but me. it or could could it be that that Hurley's a little insecure? It could be a little bit of both because I I I didn't see any Jin holding holding any grudge. I I, I really didn't. No. I, I see Jen being playful with, with yeah. her, you know, kind of like being in the chicken suit. And <laughs> That's so cool. Have a nice day or whatever he says. Let's move on That's to Sun. Okay. Our gardener. I love her. Who speaks English, I by the her. way. What an all... I mean, now, this... What's <laughs> Kate's horrible... Like, is you it, understood me. Wasn't that played wonderful? I mean, it was. Th- this was such a cool episode. Now, the problem is, is I came in watching Lost in season two. Right. right well, the end of season one. I, I came in during right the finale the- of season one. And so I already knew that Sun spoke English. But I can't imagine what it's been like for people who watched Lost from the beginning, or who are out there right now watching along with us during the summer review, what their reaction is when they find out at that moment. I mean, because, and I've heard the... Well, we already knew she spoke English because she went to Michael. Yeah. Oh, well, screw that whole conversation. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, where are you going? I have this? no idea where I was. Well, I knew okay. where I was going, but I thought this was the like the big reveal. No, this, and the big reveal. We was totally when she found went out to when she and Michael hit it off in the first time. Yeah, when the first time w- w- it was after the breast. It was the watch. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along, Cliff has got a sinus headache, and that's why I'm not thinking clearly tonight, so... And you can kind of say, hear my little daisy okay, you, you don't need to get closer in. And, and, yeah, yeah, I do. No, Yeah, don't. I do. Dude, hey, who's I next? Do. Kate. <laughs> Kate. What about Kate? It's been Jack, Jack and Kate from the beginning. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling they, you, they the were whole st- flirting in the jungle over the, the look, seeds. The, the look in the eyes. I, absolutely. She does There's, not look at Sawyer that way. This is so much a Jade episode again. She does so, not look at him that way. Here we. This is episode number He wasn't third. even in this episode, was he? This is number... <gasps> That's th- why it was so good. <laughs> he was in the... Sawyer was in this episode. Was he where? He was in the flashback with Boone. Oh, well. He was being brought into I the mean, police that, department. That's nothing. that's a glimpse listen to this (laughs) go ahead this is the 13th episode and it is the 12th jate episode and there's only been so far there's only been one one skate episode (laughs) that cracks me up the whole nickname i know well i didn't come up with it and for those of you who are new watching for the first time or listening to us for the first time jate is jack and kate Uh skate is sawyer and kate yes but i think it's been i think it's been Jack and Kate from the beginning. And it has been. And then they show this whatever the case may be. And they're going fishing in the dark. And they come across, you know, and all this <laughs> other stuff. And that's what I think of. I think of that country song. Yeah. You and me going fishing in the dark. Lying on my back and counting the stars where the cool grass grows. At least I'm not the one who's totally off topic tonight. That How was that you? off topic? We're totally talking about skate here. Okay. The one episode. The and one so, episode. so far, it's 12 against 1. How does Sawyer fit in the, in the picture? In fact, we've got somebody who wants to give us a little feedback on that, I do believe. Hey, guys. This is Emily from Ohio calling for the first time ever. I'm kind of calling in response to what Cliff said about Sawyer. What do you see in that guy? Well, I love Sawyer, but I also love your podcast. And um, I think Sawyer is cool because, again... You know what? Deep down, this guy's a good guy. If you see him at the end of question mark, you would see him hug Kate, or you would see him tell Jack that, you know, you're the closest thing I had to a friend, or you would see him, like, comfort Aaron. And I just think that, as Kate said, he tries too hard. He wants people to hate him because he feels that he deserves it. Also, um, I did really did like to, for the road, it wasn't home home. If you want home home, watch that found. And I can't wait to the episode homecoming because I have a question about I did not cut her off. Okay, just so you know. <laughs> Emily, we we are thankful for your call. And and we do not mind people who have a different opinion from us. Uh, as far as two for the road, definitely ho-hum. But that's only our opinion. Anyway, what I do want to mention is that Sawyer, while he may be a victim of his circumstances, I don't think he's a great guy. I think he's made a lot of stupid mistakes. He's murdered somebody in cold blood for revenge. I don't think that makes a good person. The wrong somebody. It, 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 it is, I mean, it's just absolutely horrible. Now, um, I, I, I just think that he's, he's a bad guy. Now, it, does he have a soft side? Is, is there a little boy that, that is still within Sawyer that has never grown up, that has never matured, 
uh, beyond the point where he witnessed the the murder suicide. Is that what it was? Murder suicide mm-hmm. <clears throat> of of with his parents. So I mean, definitely there there's there are some circumstances that made Sawyer who he is, and and this island has really brought out that you know you're the closest thing I have to a friend, and 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 it's showing some of of him dealing with his own spiritual crisis or what have you. But the fact that he opens up once or twice doesn't make him a good person to to build a relationship with. Whereas with Jack and Kate, they've hit it off in every single episode. And I mean they they have this this thing. I mean it, but anyway, we're 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 done with that. But <laughs> Emily, we, even though you disagree with us, we hope that you continue to listen to our show. And um, as far as some other episodes, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're going to do in future shows leading up to this premiere in a little bit. But uh, so that's all I have for Kate. Okay. I, I still think it's 12, 12 Jate, 1 Skate. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else do we have here? We have, um, is there anybody you want to talk to, talk about? Outs- well, let's just go ahead and jump right into to Shannon and Boone. Okay. What about Shannon and Boone? Well, where would you like me to be? Is the, this is the first episode, unless I'm completely not thinking straight again. This is the first time we learn that they're stepbrother and sister. Possibly. I'm going to cough. Okay. No, it, Possibly. It's, I think it's definite. Okay. I, I think it's okay. definite. And, and, of course, we find this out in the uh, detective's office. Right. Why, why, if he, if you guys are brother and sister, why do you have a different last name? And he says, well, it, yes, she has been married, but she's not anymore. That, whoa. That is so funny. That was in my head, but I had not even, Shannon's been married Shannon's before. Shannon's been married. Why has this never come up? There's never been a reason for it to. And they killed her off too soon to tell us. To answer it. We need, ugh, that's so neat. Even though I'm just now catching that. Maybe it's on season two, special flashbacks. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, but the deal is, is that Shannon was married before? Wow, what a revelation. It just hit me now, and I've watched, and anyway. So. She married to one of the guys that Boone paid to leave? I don't know. So, she was married before, and, and I wonder what happened there. Also. We learn that their stepbrother and sister, and let's see, he was 10, she was 8? I think it was the other way around. Or she was 10 and he was 8. I, you know, I listened to, this is so funny, I listened to him say it so closely that I had already confused myself by the time the words came out of his mouth. Is that right? Yes. I'm like, okay, I have to pay attention, I have to, and and so I'm, I'm thinking so much about paying attention that. I'm you lost it. Paying attention. All right. Well, anyways, so and the the detective makes a point to say, absolutely no blood relation. Right. Because I I think that where they took this episode was very uncomfortable for oh. me. It was extremely uncomfortable, and probably in, in my own personal opinion. And again, I am extremely one hundred percent overly opinionated and I completely upfront confess that to you now and yes I am 100% biased towards a Christian perspective this p- 
put me in a very uncomfortable position to watch that, even with the fact that there's no blood relation. Okay. That's all I have to say. Okay. But anyway, moving why, on. Why off. so? I, just, the whole, just the whole, just the whole idea of of brother and sister getting um, together, and and I know, I know, but even then, it, it's the whole. I've never been a fan of of putting sex on television. It, it's just not something I think needs to be on on primetime uh, regular television. Right. But uh, again, I know I'm totally opinionated. Please don't send me your emails and tell me how you disagree with me. I understand that I'm in the minority here, and that's okay. And and just just love me anyway. You know, I've I've never been that popular. <laughs> I didn't make it beyond Weeblow. All right, stop. <laughs> anyway, so that's pretty much character analysis. Did you want anything else before we go into the mystery stuff? I don't think so. Moving right along, then. We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears, freaking I polar bears. The this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Beautiful Lost. Exploring the mystery. That's annoying and people are never going to listen again. I bet you at least three people will listen next week. Okay, you don't count. Um, Do you know that that's going to be McKenna's first (laughs) phrase? What's that? Freaking Freaking polar polar bears. bears. That would be hilarious. No, it really wouldn't. Because it, it really granted, wouldn't. she's gonna start saying freaking in places where we just shouldn't be saying freaking. Oh, that's okay. All right, so exploring the mystery, a couple yeah. of things. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. The detective's office. Going back meanwhile, back in the detective's office. He we obviously we yes he did. Now Very um much. if you go in to Hearts and Minds, go to the section where they show Sawyer in the background coming in, mm-hmm. Boone's talking to the detective, trying to convince him to go and help Shannon, and all the close-ups, you notice that he, that his left eye, it's the right eye when you're looking at him, right. is a glass eye. Dun, dun, dun. Somebody please send me that sound effect. I really no, don't. No, really do. No, really don't. I need it, it just you can make it up too. And Scott Sheriff could probably do it. The, our keyboardist friend. Scott, can you do something no. fancy with your keyboard and go No Dun 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 No No Anyway, glass eye. Check it out. Uh the compass not working. Foreshadowing of the electromagnetic Absolutely. force. I think that's the first time that we really get a hint into the whole electromagnetic force. Yep, and it's very close which by. Which is gone now. And this reminds me in of... In my opinion. Locke. Remember when he and Boone are standing Locke. above the hatch before it's exposed, before they even he know says, it's there? don't you feel that? Don't you feel it? He, he, I mean, really, his body kind of felt the presence of some kind and of force And, you know, there. he doesn't need his compass anymore. He gave it to Saeed because he can feel it now. Well, is it that, or is it, or was he saying, you know, I've been through this, through these woods enough, I just know where I'm going? No, I think it's more than that. <coughs> Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't have made such a big point to say that if I trust anybody to get us out of here, if there's any John one Locke. person who who knows what's going on, it's John Locke. Yeah, and then I mean, they just made too much of a point to. 
Yeah, and and well, here here's a quote from Charlie. If I had to put my absolute faith in any one person to save us all, it's John Locke. And my- and here's the thing. And everybody's making a big deal about where Shannon says, you know, if there's any, was it Shannon? It was Boone. It was Boone. No, if it no, somebody said he's with. Somebody told Shannon. I think it was Kate. Told Shannon. Or told Jack, well, if Boone's with Locke, it's the best person to be... It's the safest Oh, Kate told Shannon. Okay, exactly. And then, of course, we know that Boone's going to die. Right, because John killed him. However, what if Charlie and what he says is still foreshadowing of what's to come? I like Charlie's first quote. Yeah, do you remember it, though? Hold on. No, you, you go ahead and think about it, but... The mate probably went local on his postal po- postal on his office when his mommy forgot to put a cookie in his lunch tin. <laughs> that was just my initial reaction. That was my so. initial thought. I- I'm going with that. That's my initial thought, and okay, I'm sticking. With- I think he exactly. Proved- I think he proved that towards the end of yeah. season two. But here's what I'm saying, though. If if I had Maybe to put my absolute faith. <laughs> In any one person to save us all, it's John Locke. Could it be that the se- the series finale of Lost, that John will ultimately be the one person who saves them all? Hmm. Interesting. In fact... It's an interesting theory. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, that doesn't... You, you're... You I gotta must. pick a theory and stick with it, dude. I have lots of theories and they can conflict if they want to. No, they can't because That way you I'm said, safe no matter which way. Last week and the week before, you said that you think that Claire and Aaron are the answer to this whole series. <sighs> I said they're Make the answer to mind. the mystery. They're the answer to the mystery, the whole thing. And I'm saying that John Locke is the, gonna be the guy who possibly will save them all. Charlie's including- the only one who can save them. Save us, Charlie. He's the only one who can save us. You're the only one who can save us. Yes. Charlie. Charlie. Moving right along. Anyway, um, Locke says... uh, Locke says to Jack something. He says... uh, He's talking about the predators. You know, the... the, the, What are those things? Boars? Boars. They're wild, they're smart animals, and whenever a predator is int- introduced into their area, they they run. Mm-hmm. And and Jack means he says, "You mean us?" He goes, "Yeah, we're the most de- dangerous predators of all." Is that not a an example of what I've been saying of what the writers are going to try to show us in season three that the losties that we have come to know and love, who we think are the good guys and that the others are the bad people. Are they? Are the writers going to come around turn, around? turn it around and show us that the losties are the most dangerous, dangerous predators. I'll have to start rooting for the bad guys. I wonder if you'll say that. I wonder if you'll say that. And even if I feel torn within myself, I will not tell you. I will. I will you'll stick just hold up it in. Bit. I will. <laughs> I will hold it in, and I will not contradict myself. Okay. Let's see here. And then Boone says that... Oh, that... Oh, wait. Boone says that Locke is the only one who's got Stop a clue. Stop turning your page. You're confusing well, me. 
Okay. Boone says that John Locke is the only one who has a clue to what's going on on the island. We talked about that already, didn't we? No, um, we haven't. Yeah. But anyway, the the fact is, is he said that to Shannon in that kind of dreamy acid trip thing that yeah. he was having. Serious acid trip. Something like that. And then, of course, we've got Locke making his little batch of goo. And he's like, uh, Boone's like, what's that? It's for later. I so mean, he knew he was going to need it? He, he knew he was going to do whatever he was going to do. It was premeditated. It was definitely premeditated. That gives you, like, more years in prison. <laughs> and then, of course, he hits Boone over the back of the head, ties him up. and, and That was then, a nasty tie-up, too. It was. And so, here's my deal. Locke is obviously connected Demented. to... He's connected to this island in some way. And, uh... <coughs> pardon me. I don't know if he's, like, uh, you know... Crazy. Crazy, like, working with them. Because I, I don't believe that for a second. I believe he really had no clue of what's going on. But I believe that Locke has some kind of special abilities. Kind of like Walt did. And that's why when Not-So-Henry Gale came and says, John, we were co- I was coming for you. I wonder if that wasn't true. But John got distracted with the hatch. Does that make sense? Everything was going... Maybe. Here's the deal. Everything was going good for Locke until he found the hatch. He was able to track down wild boar. He was able to... to uh, he was able to do a lot. I mean, he was... It, but But then all of a sudden... He became obsessed with the hatch, and then when he found out what was in the hatch, he became obsessed with the button pushing. You know, the the stupid button. Because he's OCD. It, maybe a little ADHD going on there with John Locke. So anyway, that's all I have for exploring the mystery. Kind of had to to juice that episode up a little bit uh, to get the goodies, <laughs> but uh, that's all I have. So okay, did you have any other mystery stuff that you have? I don't. Okay. That's not my area of expertise. Alrighty. Well, let's move on into the news segment. Lost in the news. Okay. So, Stephanie, do you want to tell everybody what I have in my hands here? Yes, you have my, (laughs) my brand new box set season two dvds absolutely in fact uh, if you can let's get it out hey here. now all gentle. Right, it's all right i'm gonna open it up you can seven yes count them seven seven discs in here bonus materials the complete second season and uh let's see what it says on... I, i'm most excited about the extra flashback scenes i'm hoping that they're really something that it's not just, you know. Yeah, it says here, lost flashbacks, secrets revealed in all new, never-before-seen flashbacks. I know. That's what we want to see. The official lost connections, uh, shocking character connections, are uncovered in this exclusive. Uh, secrets from the hatch go inside and discover the Swan Station. Mysteries, theories, and conspiracies. Uh, the Virgin Mary statues, Alvar Hanso, and show- snow globes. The, um, a tr- the truth revealed. Lost on location, all access pass to the set, fire plus water, an episode from concept completion. That That'd sounds be really cool. I saw. I was reading that. And deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. I want to see bloopers. I love to watch bloopers. Here is what we are going to do. And this is lost in the news of Generally Speaking. We are going to take a break in our regularly 
programmed events. And what what are you pointing at? Can I see that? Yeah. We're going to take a break in our series. You graded it. You put it back backwards. Did I? Oh my gosh. And you're interrupting me just to tell me I put the DVDs in the box backwards? Yep. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So anyway, the summer review of seasons one and two. Well, obviously, you know, we haven't got through season two. <laughs> and we haven't quite got through season one. And we only have three weeks. <gasps> News item. <laughs> this just in. 25 days. 25 days till Lost Season 3 premiere, October 4th, 9 p.m. You know where I'll be. Well, that's Eastern time. Yes, here in the United States. Uh, we are going to be watching 9 p.m. Lost. Thank the Lord. Anyway, so here's the deal. Uh, the summer review is now suspended indefinitely. At least probably... Well, we may rejoin some kind of review of episodes. Maybe pick up where we left off. I'm not sure. But uh, we'll decide that when it comes. But we'll have a 13-week hiatus after the sixth episode. So we'll have 13 weeks to get in something. What are we going to do then? And everybody knows that Cliff and Stephanie cannot go without podcasting. Mm -hmm. And so we will definitely be podcasting uh, during that. So we are going to do something very special next week. And the week following, we are going to bring to you our review of the Lost Season 2 DVD set. We are going to watch some of this stuff. Is it on this one? Okay. So, we're going to watch some of it or all of it? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Because on the back here, it says total episode running time. Oh, we're not going to watch all the episodes. I know. 1,056 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's about how long this podcast episode will be if we don't move right along. Anyway, so here's the deal. We're going to take the next two weeks and bring to you some Lost Season 2 DVD set goodness and uh, our thoughts on it. And then in three weeks, if our laptop fund is completely funded and we have our third laptop here in our studio, we will have a scheduled Skype cast set one week prior to the release of season three premiere. So cool. anyway, in two weeks from tonight, Sorry, I had to hiccup. or two weeks from now, we will have a Skype cast and we will make an announcement next week to let you know for sure. So anyway, moving right along, we're going to go now into listener feedback. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target areas acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Stephanie and Cliff, it's Michelle from Texas. And hey, I wanted to call in about the latest episode we're talking about, Hearts and Mind, which focused on Boone and Shannon. I like this one. I thought it was sort of the, the second biggest surprise so far in season one when we find out that Boone and Shannon were, you know, more than just brotherly love and uh, sisterly love there at the end of the episode. Again, I thought it gave us a lot of really good insight to these characters and their development. And one thing it kind of really hinged on was Locke and his relationship with the island. And 
the thing that's always irritated me about Locke is that he has this all-knowing personality. He knows what the island demands. He knows what people need. Well, who appointed him as the all-knowing to tell Boone that you need to experience this feelings about your sister and experience this terrifying event where you think she's been killed? So that's one thing that just kind of exposed Locke for more of this, you know, thinks he knows everything type of personality, which is not the best way to describe it. So anyway, I thought it was a great episode, and it was kind of an interesting foreshadowing on Shannon. So anyway, take care, and thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Michelle. In fact, on the lock thing, as I watched it, I heard her message before we watched it. So I was kind of looking for that. And one of the things that I'll point out, and my personal belief, is that Locke did not know what dream he would have. He just no, knew. because he was like, "That's what you saw." Yeah, exactly. Like, that's I, what it made you see, or right? Something. So he just knew that. I I believe that I believe he does have a connection with the island, and the island kind of told him in some mysterious way that he needed to have an experience, and that this goo, this magic goo he was making, would need to be placed on to where it would would go into his bloodstream or whatever. But but beyond that. I think he was working on faith, uh, some kind of faith in, in doing what he felt he was being told to do. So, but yes, they are playing him off as the all-knowing, all-powerful Oz. Maybe that's why he gets on my nerves. Could be. Anyway, I live with the know-it-all. You do? It drives me crazy. Hey, Cliff, this is Fred from Long Island. Also, FF loves SG1 online, and I'm calling for the My Crazy Life podcast. Uh, specifically the episodes about podcasting. Thanks for those shows. Uh, I appreciated the overview of the podcasting process. Uh, I've always been kind of curious about it since I first started listening to podcasts. Uh, Of course, yours was one of the first when I found out that there were such a thing as lost podcasts a few months back. And uh, I do appreciate how you are a self-taught technophile and uh, you've gotten to this point basically through uh, trial and error. You said you're not a big fan of documentation. Uh, I would encourage you as a, uh, a uh, computer professional who does review documentation to try it sometime. But uh, I, I can certainly appreciate how you've gotten to this point. Um, I also appreciated when you mentioned that before you started podcasting, you like to call into shows, and then uh, you would anxiously wait to hear your call on the show. I mean. You know, like, who else would want to do that? Uh, I'm not admitting to anything. But um, anyway, thanks for the show. Appreciate all your all your shows, all the episodes of the various uh, shows that you do. And uh, keep doing a good job. God bless. Thank you very much, Fred. Um, and was, it, was that Fred? That was Fred from I'm, Long I Island. I missed his name by the growing of your head dur- during <laughs> his call. Leave me alone. <laughs> Fred, thank you very much. And what's Fr- Fred is talking about a podcasting series of podcasts that I did on My Crazy Life. You can find all of our shows at generallyspeakingpodcast.com and on the right-hand side, it's it, there's a little section for show notes. Just click on My Crazy Life and you'll see a series of five podcasts that I did on podcasting. Uh, thank you very much again, Fred. And, and yes, uh, we did get your message on there, even though you're not admitting to anything. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is the Law Dog from Red Bluff, California. I think by now everyone's probably seen the promo that shows Jack in a hatch opening a door and water pouring in. Now people are already screaming, underwater hatch, underwater hatch, but I don't think so. 
I think that this is the area number seven that's referenced on the blast door near the flame hatch that was abandoned, it says, due to a high water table and numerous springs. What a better place to keep someone than an old abandoned hatch. Anyway, that's my theory. I guess we'll see as soon as the season opens. Happy trails and stay lost. Thank you very much, Lol Dog. And I would agree with you. Uh, I was one of the very first people to say, underwater hatch. Uh, but I think they're teasing us. I think they're teasing Absolutely. us. Absolutely. They, they thrive on that. Yeah. So I, 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 if anything, I think you've convinced me that, that probably there is not an underwater of hatch. I'm building a good theory on, on a trailer. You are building a theory on just, a trailer? Just a basic theory. Tell us what it is. Well, you told me I had to wait till next week. Okay. Well, wait till next week and tell us your theory. No, I'll tell you now. Okay. I didn't think you would. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just playing with um, So there's this new trailer out, and... Um, it says, it before off, we were on the before island. Before we were on the island, we were doctors and millionaires and con artists and rock stars and... Um, Bloody rock gods. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the... Regional the, sales collectors for box companies. It doesn't say that. Um, yeah, loser wasn't one either. <laughs> Go ahead. Moving right along. At the end, it says, but who will, you, who will we choose to be? Who will we choose to be? Okay, so they've been on this island for 65 days. 65 days. This I'm doing that. kind of like the Geico commercial. Hey, you can't mention that name on here. That's like my competitor. Go. You started it. Um, and he started, started it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why people don't listen to us. I know. Stop. No, go. So your Who theory. Who will we choose to be? 65 days. Okay, they've been on this island for 65 days. Um, two seasons. <laughs> it's been two years for us, okay? We're kind of starting to think that they know who they are. That they, you know, their roles outside of the island are still their roles as people. But this trailer leads me to believe that they will be changing. Yes. The tide is changing. And do you have a theory of what they're changing to or from and not yet how they're getting there? But I'm working on it. Wonderful. Let's go on to Senpai from Bear River, Canada. Oh, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Senpai in Bear River, Canada, center of the universe. All from a mispronunciation of uh, Sempa to Senpai, and you've managed to get me off your frapper map, logged onto your boards, and then making a phone call because I couldn't just let it sit there. I uh, had a couple of thoughts, though, while all that was going on. I figured I'd toss them out there with uh, with that minor correction. No offense is taken. The Scott and Steve thing, I mean, with all these references to uh, to literature, it didn't surprise me as I started to play that around a bit on the uh, second uh, second season here on the DVDs, that uh, it's probably a reference to uh, um, Shakespeare's Hamlet with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And with the age of these guys, probably Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, a movie that came out in the, uh, in the later 80s. Um, we just watched uh, an episode last night with uh, Sun and her English teacher, and the reference came up again to this failed engagement with the English teacher. And I'm wondering, not a theory, I'll put it more to, that's a little strong, I'll put it more towards speculation, if that may have been Penny Widmore. Uh, toss that out there and see what people kind of think of that one there. There was a reference in your last podcast that I listened to uh, regarding Ethan's superhuman powers, where my name comes from as Senpai. I teach Kyokushin Karate up here, and I also study Aikido. And I've seen people 
much well like my wife, five foot two at 120 pounds, you know, do some pretty major damage with uh, with a little training. Um, the lead, uh, the sensei in the dojo, can bench press 400 pounds, weighs about 250 pounds, and he knew the punch was coming, and she managed to move him across the floor with a punch. So it doesn't surprise me that he's got that that power to uh, have taken uh, uh, Jack out in that fight there. Just some thoughts leave you with. This is Senpai, the Berevarian. What? Hello, my name is Victoria, and I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. Um, I have, I'm a new Lost fan. I just started watching the show this summer, and I've finally come up with a theory. It centers around Locke. In Deuteronomy 11:26-28, it explains that two choices or paths were set before the nation of Israel, the blessing or the malediction. If Israel chose to obey God, they would be blessed, but if they were led astray, they would suffer problems. I think this is applicable to Locke's situation on the island. Some force on the island acted at one time as God for him, and in the first season he was filled with a sense of mystical purpose. He listened to what the island had to tell him, and he benefited from that and seemed to be on the right path. But then Locke turned aside when he found the hatch. I believe the concept of Manichaeanism comes into play at this point. I believe that there is a good force and an evil force on the island. I believe that it is this evil force that has misled Locke and seduced him away from his true path and role. It led him to sense the existence of the hatch. I don't believe that what belies, what lies behind the hatch is his destiny. And I think that it's only caused him problems. It's an interesting theory. Hey Cliff and Stephanie, this is Jeremy um, calling from Oregon. Uh, I was just watching the season two DVDs and noticed something on the extra features that might be of interest to Cliff. Oh, we have to save that one for next week. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Jeremy. I will play that again next week. In fact, three other people have your same exact comment. But uh, we have so many different comments that came in this week. And, and since we're doing a season two DVD review next week, we're going to save all the se- season two DVD comments until next week. So I had forgot to mention to mark that one as a season two DVD one, so apologize. We'll hear from Jeremy from Oregon next week. Hi, this is Jamie from Burbank, California, and I was listening to one of your old podcasts on uh, The Hunting Party, and in it you guys were talking about how Michael was emailing to Walt, and what I was wondering is, when Desmond looked at the printout and he saw all of the entries that had been happening on that computer in the hatch, why did he not see the messages from Walt to Michael? Um, anyway, I love your podcast, and I hope you guys have great work. Thanks. Bye. Jamie, thank you very much for calling in, and that's a good question. It wasn't really Walt. It was a setup. That could be true, absolutely. That's my but the thing is, is I think that the, the printout was printing specifically uh, reading data that was captured by the terminal program that was getting the numbers entered in and what time. And I believe that when they switched it over to do the messaging, they kind of switched the terminal over to a different software program that allowed them to do the messaging back and forth, and therefore those keystrokes would not have been logged. That's my only explanation, and uh, hope that helps out. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Dean Klein from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
Uh, if you've been following along, or perhaps you have not, the uh, numbers uh, have been revealed on the orientation video that's been surfacing around the net. Um, place that you can go check it out, there's a gentleman uh, on YouTube that goes by the username Tim Dorr, T-I-M-D-O-R-R, one word. And in the orientation video, Oliver Hansel talks about the radio tower broadcasting the numerical core values of the Valencetti equation, which more than likely means that each of the six numbers has something to do with the Valencetti equation. In the video, they also talk about <clears throat> on the island doing the experiments and the different stations that if they can change one of the core values of the Valencetti equation that perhaps the world can be changed. Major spoiler, what's up with that? Hi, this is Rick from Texas. Um, I was calling about the uh, the idea that you had mentioned that the Dharma folks might be the good guys, or the others might be the good guys. And while I think that they're probably not sitting around with uh, you know damsels tied to rail tracks, twisting their mustaches, I really can't say that they're good because if they were good guys, even if they've got some sort of good long-term goal they wouldn't have killed Scott or Steve or whichever one it was, and they wouldn't have tried to kill Charlie. So I can't really think that they're good. Now, they may be thinking that they're saving the world, and they may be doing something that will save the world, but their methods don't justify, or aren't justified by their actions. Anyway, uh, keep up the great work, and I love your podcast. Bye. Thank you very much, Rick from Texas, and that's a good point. However, I want to just come back with a couple things. Number one, they didn't kill Charlie, and I don't know that Ethan really tried to kill Charlie. I believe Ethan was trying to keep Jack off of his trail, strung Charlie up, knowing that Jack would obviously be able to, to revive him. That's, I, I know you, okay, go ahead, disagree with me. All I was... All I was going to say was that Charlie did die, and Jack revived him. Okay, but I, I believe, again... Well, even if... see, and, and My whole thing is, the others could be the good guys, and Ethan is just some psycho crazy thing who went off on a tangent on his own. And he obviously did go... Didn't he get yelled at by mm -hmm. Tom for yeah. for going out and not doing what he was told? And, you know, he's... He's not going to be very happy. No, the man is not going to be very happy. So, and and then as far as the Scott and Steve thing, okay, uh, whoever died, the the <laughs> deal is, we do not know that he was that he was killed by the others, do we? Yes, Ethan said he was gonna. It was after Claire's returned. Uh huh. He said, "I'm going to kill one person a day until you give her back to me." Oh, he did say that. He did, and then he okay. broke his neck. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Did Jeez. we tell? Did we tell our story about our anniversary? I mean, I know this isn't the place, but our anniversary story about Chipotle. No. How um. we're sitting there? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go off on a tangent really quick because it was really funny. So we're sitting in the restaurant. We went to Chipotle for our anniversary, which is a and, sad thing, but we love it there. Yeah, it wasn't sad. It was really good. 
And we sat there talking for like three and a half hours about, you know, our family and the podcast and so many things. And they, two managers there, um, both male, and um, one bought our dinner for the night, which was really cool. Because he heard, we, we had told him that we were there for our anniversary. Absolutely. And then the other one brought over some coupons. And so we got four free burritos, which was really cool. We ate there four times that week. <laughs> <laughs> And do you know what their names were? Scott and Steve. Scott and Steve. Sweet. And the funny part is, is we were talking about them <laughs> in subsequent conversations. And it's like, I can't ever get it straight. Which one's Scott? Which one's Steve? <laughs> ah, moving right along. Anyway, that was funny. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Plane, how would what kind of transmission is it? It could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. This is a Generally Speaking Podcast Network update. Hello, everybody. This is pre-recorded Cliff. And boy, I bet you guys missed me for the weekly Lost Podcast update last week. I happened to hear the unedited live Cliff. And boy, he sounded like this when he was reading the Frapper map names. So this week, I'm here to save you from live, unedited Cliff, and I'm going to bring to you really quickly, in under two minutes, the additional 56 names added to our Frapper map since last week, and let's get started. Generally speaking, in other countries, we have in Australia, Tom Halliday in Melbourne, and Glenn in Wollongong. In Italy, we have Mike, and he is in Brindisi. In the UK, Daniel Burchett in Strood, England, Aaron Noden from Crewe, England, Brian from Bristol, England, Andy Aiken in Aberdeen, Scotland. Moving on to the United States, in Alaska, we have Connie Sadatna and Alaska Brad. And then in California, we have quite a few new entries on our Frapper map, with Larry in Hesperia, California, Stephanie A in Sunnyvale, Raider J in Moreno Valley, Michelle in Trabuca Canyon, Millennium Knight in Laverne, Dina Henry Scott from ControllingChaos.com, and Sacramento. And then we have Sandy in Oha, California. And then Bonnie Koval in Occidental. And Brian Suoshia. I apologize for that pronunciation. He's in uh, Los Angeles, California. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Jill Forrest. And then Florida, we have Kay in Orlando. A23 Fraser in Orlando. Lobo Moranga in Miami. Chaz in Valerico. In Hawaii, we have Alan Yamazaki. And in Kentucky. Yes, in Kentucky here with us. In Pikeville, we have Troy Price. And just down the road, Eve Phoenix is in Fort Mitchell. So hello there, Eve. And we need to get us some more Kentucky people up here so we can do a live recording. How cool would that be to do that locally? Twin Falls, Idaho. We have Bill Wolfie. And in Illinois, we have Blue Caldwell in Chicago. And I believe Blue has a photo up on Frapper showing her holding her Apollo bar. And also in Chicago, we have Marius Montecristo. In Columbus, Indiana, we have That Girl. And then in Kitterly, Maine, we have AKA Marshall. In Michigan, we have So City, Benton Harbor. And in Granville, Michigan, we have Amanda Black. Cranford, New Jersey, we have Andrew. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, we have Jordan. New York, New York, we have Marna. And Vicki Cook is also in New York. In Phelps, New York. James Lattimore is in Cleveland, Ohio. Greenville, South Carolina is Lauren Walker. B Hall 96992 is in Summerville, California. And then we have Andrew Gardenhire, and he's in Signal Mountain, Tennessee. And then we have Holly in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Elizabeth is also in Chattanooga. In Texas, we have IRG1974, Dennis in Woodway, Texas, and Rachel Zeese, Lacey, in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So thank you all very much for putting your pin in our Frapper map. And if you haven't put your pin in our Frapper map yet, simply go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the link for our Frapper map. And that, my friends, is how you do a Frapper map shout-out update. Now, moving right along, we have Kim, a.k.a. Good Things Coming, and she wants to tell us a little bit about the website at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Hello, this is Kim, also known as Good Things Coming from the Generally Speaking Lost Forum. 
I've been hard at work alongside Cliff getting the new Generally Speaking website up and running. I'm working diligently to produce the graphics to ensure all of the GSPN podcasts look stunning. Cliff has done an amazing job combining all of the Generally Speaking feeds into one website. You can access that website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. In the last podcast update, Cliff and Steph made note that the GSPN gift shop is now open for business. There are a number of products available within the store. We have standard logo products and slogans such as Moving Right Along with Cliff and Stephanie, Exploring the Mystery with Cliff and Stephanie, and Life Lost Faith and Things of That Nature. But now we need your help. What sayings or slogans can you come up with? Share your creative juices with the Generally Speaking fan base today by going to the Generally Speaking Lost Forum, where you will find an announcement thread available for exactly what I'm asking today. Another way to submit your thoughts would be to email either Cliff or Stephanie. How do you go about that? Well, their email addresses are quite simple. Cliff's name, or Stephanie's name, can be placed right before at ravenscraft.org in your to email address field. So get famous today by submitting your ideas for the GSPN gift shop. Think about it. People all across the world could be walking around wearing your idea. So what are you waiting for? Let's get it done. Kim, thank you very much for all your hard work on our graphics. You did an absolutely superb job. You guys need to, if nothing else, just check it out uh, by going to our website and looking at the gift shop section. And finally, to wrap things up here, we wanted to let you know a little update on our Generally Speaking Podcast Network laptop fund drive. Uh, we are Our goal is set at $1,000, and we are 16% of the way there. Indeed, we do have $160 that has been contributed to the fund, and a special thanks goes out to Marius Monte Cristo, Vicky Sherman, and the Gunslinger. Thank you very much, and if you want to contribute to our Generally Speaking Laptop Fund Drive, or you just want to check out the status, it's updated uh, regularly at generallyspeakingpodcast.com, and then look on the menu, scroll down to the bottom, and it's right there in front for everybody to see. Thank you very much. This has been pre-recorded Cliff, much faster than live, unedited Cliff, and I'll hopefully be back next week. You know, that pre-recorded Cliff is getting a little cocky. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to keep him around. Besides, he made... Well, there, first of all, he made one very big error. That whole big speeded up pre-recorded Cliff is kind of scary. <laughs> Did you hear that he said, I have 56 names to read? But if you go back and listen, he only said 52. See? He's not all that great. Really? Yeah. Not that I'm jealous or anything. I can't add... So anyway, uh, he's still better than unedited, unrecorded Cliff. No, don't give me a hard time. (laughs) And also, the only drawback to having pre-recorded Cliff is that by the time we actually get around to recording this episode, people wouldn't know that the laptop fund has now grown to two hundred ninety dollars. Wow! I mean, thank you so much. So, how much was it? It was one hundred and sixty. Oh wow! Yeah. So we're. I wasn't listening to pre-recorded Cliff. (laughs) You don't listen to any Cliff. <laughs> Unless I'm taking you out to dinner and we're talking about family stuff. Yeah. So That's move- not true. I know it's not. That's totally not true. But anyway, Mon- Marius Montecristo. Nah, Marius Montecristo. I, I hardly ever get his listening. name right. Anyway, he had donated monies to our fund. Uh, Vicky Sherman, Jeff Ron- Roney, I believe it is. 
uh, The Gunslinger, and now Virginia Justice with Soulmate.com. Again, check out Soulmate.com, but don't go there yourself. Please do us a favor. Go to our website and click on the Soulmate banner there so that she'll get the credit for that. Thank you so much, Virginia, for sponsoring our show. Absolutely. And that's all we have for this week. And we will catch up with you next week. And uh, we will be bringing to you a very special part one of our season two DVD set review. Until next time, let's get lost. <laughs> You have been listening to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. Okay, you definitely got to tell them. I'm not telling them. You, you tell them what you just told me. I'm not telling them. Just before I got ready to hit the, the extra button... Stephanie said she had this she had this urge to nearly go up to the microphone and say I'm not saying it. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs>